0: Hello, 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 my loves. This is Roseanne Austin. I am so excited to be with you here this morning. We are going to be talking about take the fear out of fertility failure. And so as everyone is jumping on, I would love as we are getting started for you to tell me in the chat, tell me a little bit about where you are from. Where are you calling in from? What I love about our calls and workshops with Circle and Bloom is that we literally have women from all over the world joining us. And so if you'd like to share where you are calling in from, I'd love to see it. It's super exciting. And so let's see here. So. If you have any questions or anything like that, you can start typing them into the chat. And one of the things that I want you to know is as we're getting started, I just have a couple slides for you. um, So I won't be turning on my video until we get a little bit farther into the process. So I want to keep us super focused. And I, oh, I see that Rebecca is tuning in in Denver, Colorado. Awesome. Suburb of Boulder, Denver. That's exciting. Thank you for joining us, Rebecca. And so if any of the other of you want to join in and tell me where you're from, that would be awesome as well. So I'm really jazzed to be with you here this morning because getting smart about how we approach quote unquote failure okay, on the fertility journey is one of the smartest things you can possibly do. And making this adjustment to the way you live your journey can be more impactful than any diet, treatment, lotion, or potion you can get your hands on because as you will find as we go through this workshop, you are going to see that what you think is foundational. It is everything. And you may doubt that at first, but you'll see it. You'll, you'll see it by the end of our time together here, that what you think and, can, and believe can be, it, it can change everything. And why you are smart cookies for being here and being part of this workshop. So to drive this point home even further, I really want to look at three things that taking fear out of fertility failure, what it's actually going to do for you. So like, I'm going to just straight up share with you. I mean, there are three specific things that taking fear out of fertility failure will do for you and your journey. So first of all, it will dramatically reduce your stress level. And everyone knows stress is doing nothing to help your fertility. If it did, your doctor would be telling you to go stress yourself out. And you know, chances are they're not, they're not asking you to do that. They're probably telling you to do the exact opposite or being rather ambivalent about it. Okay. But what do we know that stress isn't helping you? Okay. But what do we do as focused goal oriented women on this journey do? We stress about failing, right? And when you take the fear out of failing, not only do you reduce your stress level, but you open yourself up to opportunities and resources that you might not have otherwise considered. And for that reason, it can absolutely put you in a position to stop blocking your forward momentum. It can put you on a path to success today. Okay. That's not an exaggeration. When you stop blocking your forward momentum, This means that you can help yourself to achieve your fertility success smarter and faster than if you just stayed curled up in a ball paralyzed by the fear of failing, right? Makes sense, doesn't it? And this is, all three of these things are compelling. So give yourself a pat on the back for being here because taking control of what you believe about failure is going to give you an edge, all right? And and who doesn't need that? Who doesn't need that on this journey, especially right now? Because if you didn't need an edge, you wouldn't be on this call, right? If you didn't want to improve your chances of getting pregnant now, you wouldn't be here, okay? So you are here because you know that the way you are currently approaching failure isn't helping you get the result that you want. Because if it was going to do that, it probably would have done it by now. And what you're going to learn this morning is about thinking like a woman who achieves success on this journey. When you think like a success, you can be a success. And I can tell you that, I mean, having coached women all over the world who beat the odds, women who beat the odds have the mindset for it. And we're going to get into that more in just a moment. So just want to get to a couple housekeeping things, please, my loves, let's make the most of our time together this morning. Close out any distractions. We have a lot to get to today. And this is your chance to learn some lessons from someone who actually beat the odds on this journey at a time when no one would have expected me to. So, you know, my whole point here is to help you do the same. Be ready to ask whatever, you know, throughout the teaching today, how can I apply these principles to my own life? Okay. Allow yourself to have a beginner's mind. All right and our format is going to be simple. I'm going to be teaching for about 30 minutes and then we're going to go into the Q&A section of our workshop this morning because it's called a workshop. I'm going to be teaching you and then I want to help you work through some of the concepts that I'm going to be sharing this morning. So the other thing I want to do before we go any further is let's send a loving shout out to Joanne and the entire Circle in Bloom team for making this time we have together possible. It's fantastic. And by offering these really in depth, amazing workshops, Circle and Bloom demonstrates its commitment to empowering women on this journey. So just take a moment and send them some love. All right. So we're going to loop back. All right. Let's go back to what we're talking about this morning. We are diving deep into the subject of taking fear out of fertility failure. Okay. And when you're doing everything you know to do to get pregnant and nothing seems to be working, you can't escape feeling like a failure, right? When we start off on this journey, we're excited about having our babies. Maybe we figure it might take a few months, but when that few months turns into six, then that six months turns into a year, and a year turns into two, three, or more, we can end up feeling like our lives are absolutely falling apart. So what do we do? We start chasing after every diet, treatment, lotion and potion we think is going to be the cure. We spend countless hours with our illicit lover, Dr. Google, researching until our eyes bleed. Can I get an amen on that? I, I did that as well. So if you're doing that right now, sister, you're not alone. The quest to get and stay pregnant really begins to take over our lives. Everything we do, eat, think and speak is about getting pregnant. We can become isolated and at times frantic and and desperate. And amongst all of those things, our relationships start to suffer. And this is when we start beating ourselves up, torturing ourselves with the coulda, woulda, shouldas on this journey. We find ourselves down knee deep in the rabbit hole and negativity spirals comparing ourselves to every pregnant woman we see. And sadly, the once happy, calm, and enjoyable lives we once had seem like a distant memory. And, you know, the the thing that's so interesting about this is that most of us are conditioned to believe that all we have to do is address the physical things on this journey. Like if we get the physical things right, then our babies will get here. We think all we need is the next state-of-the-art treatment, then boom, baby's here. But if success on this journey just came down to the right treatment and the perfect diet, then we'd all do those things and never spend a day in misery, right? Things on this journey aren't always that simple. And this is part of why the quote-unquote failures can be so frightening and painful, Because when you're doing everything seemingly right and still not having your baby, it can leave you feeling like, wait a second, what what more can I possibly do? And when we have done everything physically that we can to get pregnant, we can't help but turn attention to ourselves. And we start asking ourselves really scary questions like, am I the reason I'm not getting pregnant? Could I be unknowingly sabotaging myself? And you know that you've asked yourself some version of that question at some point. We all have. These questions are scary because they have nothing to do with the physical aspect. They are really questions about us, right? They are, you know, they're looking at what is our role in our success on this journey? And these questions can be super scary because used with a negative bent, it can feel like you're blaming yourself. It can feel like you're torturing yourself even more or that, you know, you can't do anything right. But what I'm going to teach you this morning is that used intelligently, these questions are not accusations. They are actually a really fantastic opportunity for awareness asking yourselves questions like, am I the reason I'm not getting pregnant or could I be sabotaging myself in some way? These are actually some of the smartest questions you can ask on this journey. Why? Because they are causing you to look at your whole strategy, my darlings, okay? And that's so key because truly genius fertility strategy includes a look at your body and your mind most people miss the mind part completely, which puts a gaping hole in their strategy. I see this all the time. I mean, from the United States to the United Kingdom, Europe, Saudi Arabia, Lebanon, I mean, Asia, Australia, New Zealand, you know, Brazil, wherever my clients are in the world, this is universal. Because they usually come to me after they've tried all these things and they're like, wait a second, something is missing here. And then we look and indeed, their, their strategy is a gaping hole because they've been ignoring the, the, the portion that includes their thoughts and beliefs, okay? Because look, when you've got the body part nailed and you aren't getting the result you want, you have to look at those thoughts and beliefs that might be undermining your efforts, my darlings. And this is an incredible source of empowerment. This is an opportunity to root out the self-sabotaging beliefs that can be holding you back from the success that you deserve. There's not one of you on this call this morning that doesn't deserve to be successful on this journey. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how many times you've quote unquote failed. You deserve to be successful. Okay. And within the context of the fear we have over fertility failure you will see how our thoughts and beliefs about that failure can actually cause us to block or sabotage our success. And who wants that? Especially when you're running yourself ragged trying to do everything else right. It doesn't make much sense to have fear and negativity undermine all the good you are trying to do. This is why women who are committed to success on this journey cover their bases, mind and body, Okay, they think like a fertility success, so they can be a fertility success. Now, you might be asking yourself, Rosanne, how do you know this? Okay, how can you say this with such authority? Well, I learned this truth the hard way, my darlings, because I spent years on my own fertility journey while I was a prosecutor here in California. And I spent years in overwhelm doing everything I knew to do physically to get pregnant and wondering why nothing was working. You name it, I probably did it. From diets and yoga and steaming my vagina, I did it all. I was doing my abdominal massage, acupuncture practically 24 hours a day. <laughs> I was doing it. And I invested over $100,000 in this process with no baby. I beat myself up endlessly. I mean, it, it was crazy. All of the things I was doing, and I, I nailed the physical part. But when I wasn't getting a result, when I wasn't getting what I wanted on this journey, I had to look, you know, what was the piece that was missing? And it became very obvious that it was my thoughts and beliefs. And look, the interplay between the mind and body, it's, it's undeniable, my loves, yet we get so caught up in the physical aspect of this journey that we completely ignore or neglect the fact that the mind and body work together. I mean, think about it. It's why over 80 respected medical schools in the United States are including what can be called the power of thought and beliefs in their curriculum. Scientific and anecdotal evidence demonstrate that we have a role in our healing, which includes our fertility. Yet we all blow it off at some level, and it's a heartbreaking mistake, and one that I made for years. So what I started to do is I started to look around, okay, gosh, you know, what is it that I can change about the way that I was thinking? Because- I was literally sabotaging my, my fertility team. It was crazy. I had an A-list fertility team. They were bringing their A-game, but I went in there with so much fear and doubt, and I expected to fail. So I was making their jobs even harder. They were bringing their A-game, and I was bringing my F-game. Was, it was terrible. And, you know, your thoughts and beliefs directly dictate your choices and actions, my loves. Therefore, it unquestionably impacts your results. It's the law of cause and effect. So when I started to see that and I, I started studying as much as I could about mindset, I started looking at the thoughts and beliefs I had. I hired coaches and people to help me straighten this out. And it was incredible because once I changed What I thought was possible for me on this journey in light of years of failure, because I failed 84 times before I had success on this journey. It was crazy. I had every reason to give up. I mean, people thought I was insane that I was continuing on this journey because I had so much failure. But when I changed what I believed, literally within weeks, I was pregnant for the first time and it just blew me away. And I continued to use that. I didn't carry that pregnancy to term, but what that did was teach me what was possible for me—that I literally could have that much of an impact on my own fertility. So it's why I'm 45, 45, my loves, today with a son who's about to be two in a few weeks that was conceived naturally. Okay, and I'm gonna—if you're watching online, that's a picture of me looking. I don't know, off into the San Francisco Bay Area in the the distance talking about my 84 failures. Well, after those 84 failures and changing what I thought and believed about myself, that is me. If you're watching online, that's me pregnant naturally at 43. And it was incredible because it was something that they told me I was never going to, that was never going to happen for me. So that's why I was so stoked in that picture. And today that's my son Asher and me and this boy is so healthy, so amazing, so fun, and he is here as a result of what I thought and believed about myself, what I had to train myself to think and believe, and that's why I'm so passionate about what I teach because I didn't have any reason to believe. I was an absolute fertility failure at the time that I discovered how powerful my mind could be, and when I transformed what I believed this boy is the product. And that's what I teach women all over the world to do. I coach women on six or seven continents to create the same kind of outrageous success in their own way that I did on my own journey. That's why I'm telling you, my loves, what I'm teaching is not theory. I am not guessing. This is real. And you know it's not something I read out of a book. In fact, I wrote the book I wrote the book on this subject and it's actually coming out toward the end of this month. So stay tuned. I'll tell you more about that later. But you know, if after this call, after we, we do some teaching and get your questions answered, you know, if you want to go deeper in this with me and you really want to learn how to think like a woman who achieves su- success on her journey, then I'm going to tell you how to do that. Okay? So right now, just go ahead, get your paper and something to write with. And we're going to dig in deep. We're going to go into this first step. So what I'm going to teach you is the, the three, actually, it's more like ah, four steps-ish um, for taking the fear out of fertility failure. So the first step is, is this. You've got to be honest about your attitude toward failure, okay? Most of us We've never stopped to ask ourselves what we actually believe about failure. We just react to it. We go into autopilot. So that first step, be honest about your attitude toward failure. Okay, take a moment right now and ask yourself, what is my attitude about failure? Because your thoughts and beliefs are important here because they will dictate your emotions about it. Ultimately, you're, we make decisions based on emotion. We try to fool ourselves into thinking that it's logic and reason, but we make emotional decisions and then we go back and justify it with logic. Um, so we are emotional creatures. We are driven by emotion. So you have to understand what is your attitude toward failure because that is going to be huge. All right. What do you tell yourself about failure? Are you, do you tell yourself when, you're, when you fail that you're a loser? Do you tell yourself that you're incompetent? Do you tell yourself you're a poor responder? Maybe do you tell yourself that if you fail at something, you, there is something inherently wrong with you as a person? I know I did. Um, you know, are you telling yourself that if you fail, that you're doomed, right? That you're doomed to failure on this journey. If you fail once, you're doomed for, to continued failure, Or do you use the past failures that you've had on this journey to dictate what your future is? Like, I have failed all these times, so I'm never going to be a success. Like, what is your attitude toward failure? Name it so you can claim it. And this first step is huge because uncovering our self-sabotaging attitudes, that's a game changer. And I'll tell you a super fast story. I actually have a client in Michigan. Her name's Jennifer. She and her husband tried to get pregnant for six and a half years. They were living with the the vague diagnosis of unexplained fertility issues. And she started my program in October of 2018. And by February 2019, four months later, you know, four months after making the massive shifts in her beliefs, applying the principles I teach, she was pregnant naturally after six and a half years. This is how powerful unearthing and identifying your self-sabotaging attitudes can be so when you name and claim your attitude toward failure you are really allowing yourself to have a level of awareness that can change everything okay so what are your attitudes about failure the next step is you've got to ask yourself what's the impact of those thoughts and beliefs about failure So said another way, you know, how have these thoughts and beliefs impacted your life? How have these thoughts and beliefs impacted your fertility journey? Think about it. You know, if you're telling yourself that you're a loser for, you know, let's say you're doing an IVF cycle. Let's say your last IVF cycle didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to. Are you making yourself to be a loser because of that? You know, and that may sound really harsh, but I mean, I'm sure that there are some of you on this call right now that have called themselves even worse things. I know I did. And, you know, we tell ourselves, oh, why can't I ever get anything right? You know, my mother was right about me. I want too much. You know, we go off into all of these these ideas and stories about failure that can absolutely derail us. And so the second step is about the impact. Okay. So once you've identified what your attitude is about failure, what is the impact? Are you, are you basically not willing to take any risks? Are you giving up quickly? Are you beating yourself up? What are the things that you are doing as a result of your attitude about failure? Are you limiting your number of chances? I can't tell you the number of women that I have spoken to that said, well, you know, I'm going to give myself three chances with IVF and you know, then that's it. Well, and it's like, what's, what are you basing that on? You know, what, what does that actually mean? And, and it's just, well, you know, if I've failed three times, that must mean that it's not working. Well, it's like, well, wait a minute. Is that actually true? You know, so you want to look because remember these beliefs about failure are literally dictating your success or your failure because they're controlling your actions, your thoughts and beliefs control your actions. My loves, that's how we start sabotaging ourselves. Here's another example. Are you limiting your options? Are you gonna are you saying to yourself, oh, you know, if, if IUI fails, then you know, I mean, IVF is a last resort, you know, I'm, I'm only gonna do that as a last resort. You know, are you are you limiting yourself from options that, hey, wait a second, maybe it's not a last resort, maybe it actually makes sense right now. You know, what are the things that you are arbitrarily putting up around yourself that are blocking you from from other options, right? Are you also limiting resources? This is a thing that we as women, I see again, amongst all these other things that I see, this is another thing. Um, I remember I was talking to a woman not that long ago who um, just said, hey, I'm only going to do what my insurance covers. Well, that's fine. I've got no judgment on that. But it's like, wait a second. Are you How committed to being a mom are you? You know, your insurance may only cover certain things. Are you not willing to consider other options? You know, are you are you really going to be confined by that? You know, and when we dug a little deeper, she was afraid that if she invested money in her journey and it failed, then she would be a loser. So, so I'm hoping that this is demonstrating to you how much our thoughts and beliefs about failure can have an impact on our journey. You know, another thing that I want to point out to you is that sometimes our fear of failure makes us 100% reliable on doctors and statistics rather than saying, wait a second, you know, statistics, these, that's information. It's not a verdict in my life. Am I going to allow my entire fertility journey to be dictated by statistics? And the reality is the statistics can be manipulated. You don't even know if you're part of that, that studied group and that that actually makes you part of that group that, uh, upon which that statistic is based, right? This is just some critical thinking skills here, my loves. But this is important because when we are afraid of failure, we hand our power over to other people because we think that somehow they have the answers. You know, another impact that our attitudes about failure failure can have is it's creating a negative outlook, right? Obviously, if you tell yourself you're doomed, if you fail, you're going to have a negative outlook on your journey. It also obviously creates incredible stress. And, you know, this is so important. The second step of, of identifying what the impact is is so critical because we don't typically consider the impact of our thoughts and beliefs. We just sort of think, Hey, this is just how it is. And my perception of failure is the truth. And we just operate on autopilot. And that is a a huge mistake. You have so much power over your thoughts and beliefs, and you can, you can create the kind of experience you want to have on this journey. And it begins with what you think and believe. So you want to identify your attitude toward failure. Next, identify the impact. Now, step number three We've got to be honest here, my loves. How is that working out for you? Okay, like literally, how are those thoughts and beliefs as well as the impact those thoughts and beliefs are having on you, how's that working out for you? And I know that may sound a little bit glib, but that's not my intention. It's really to ask, is that working for you? Because for some people, having a negative, fearful attitude about failure, that works for them. And maybe you think that beating yourself up is an effective way to get results. And I mean that seriously, because a lot of times at work or in school, we figure if I just push harder, if I set myself up that, you know, to have a negative attitude, then I'm just going to work harder. So for some people that actually works. Um, But I want you to be honest about whether or not this is working for you. You know, some people, they don't trust themselves enough to make great decisions for themselves. So they feel more comfortable letting other people make decisions for them. They're so worried about failing. They hand their power over to their doctor and then later blame their doctor for their result. So, you know, it's important for you to understand how is this working out for me? Honestly, Um, because that's going to, you know, because if, if it's working for you, then don't waste your time trying to change it. Right? So the next step after you've done all of those things is You've got to create new associations for failure and a plan to implement those new associations. So if you've decided, hey, the way that I'm approaching failure, when I look at my life, I actually see that I'm cutting off so many opportunities for myself. You know, maybe there's another clinic in another state that you've been wanting to go to. But because you're so afraid of failing, you won't even consider that possibility. You just totally blow it off and say that that opportunity is for other people. Okay. And if, and maybe that's worked for you up to this point, but maybe you're seeing actually that you're blocking a potential for your success here. Maybe you're blocking an opportunity. So if you want to change that, you've got to ask yourself, what are different associations that I can have with failure? Does failure have to mean that I'm a loser? Does it have to mean I'm never going to get pregnant if I happen to have a cycle that doesn't work out? So right now, I want you to think, what are two additional associations that you could have with failure? What are two additional ways that you can look at failure that are not negative, that are different from what you've had to this point, okay? Take a moment right now. What are two additional ways that you can look at failure and just get creative here. You know, could you look at failure as, you know, evidence of your bravery? Could you look at at your willingness to fail and the failures you've had in the past? Could you look at those as actually being steps closer to your dream? You know, gosh, every time I fail, I'm actually getting closer to my dream because nobody fails 100% of the time right? Everybody has failure in their lives at some point and some, and the chances are there, you have more failures than successes. But the reality is, is that you will eventually have successes. So what are some additional associations, better associations that you can have with failure other than being a loser and being doomed? Could you maybe even take pride in your failures? Could you say, wow, you know, I really had the guts to go for it there, right? I mean, most people are so afraid of failure, they don't even swing the bat. They don't even try. That's a reality. Most people, especially the people that are going to be telling you that you're unrealistic, that you have failed too much, why don't you just give up? I bet if you looked at those people, they never went for it in their own lives, okay? And this is, we're talking about your life. We're talking about Thinking like a woman who is successful on this journey so you can be successful on this journey. You cannot think like the masses. You have to think differently. You have to be smarter. Okay? And that's what you're learning to do this morning. So what will your associations with failure be? Because when you think about it, when things don't work out, if, if they are absolutely terrible, sometimes it can actually be sort of exhilarating. You're like, wow, who knew I could fail so badly? And at that point, you're like, hey, I'm not afraid of failing at all because I've failed so big in the past, right? And you've survived. And I bet actually that's another interesting thing. I bet if you think about the times when you failed in the past, you can say to yourself, wow, you know, at the time I thought it was absolutely devastating, but look at where I'm at today. So decide what are two new ways of thinking about failure that are different than you are a loser or that your life sucks or whatever you might be telling yourself. So and here's another really important point that I want to make about creating new associations with failure is that when you really look back in step one that I shared with you, what your attitudes about failure are, when you really look at those, you've got to ask yourself, are those even mine, right? Are those even mine? Because most of the thoughts and beliefs that we have about failure, they aren't even ours. They belong to our parents. Social conditioning, maybe a teacher said something awful to you in second grade about failing You know, maybe a relative said something to you or your group of friends has a collective attitude about failure Like what you have to understand is that as a grown woman you get to create your own Associations with failure. You can take the fear out of it completely and say look I have one life I have one life, at least that we know of, and I'm going to make the most of it. I have this on my heart to be a mom and I'm not leaving without my baby. You know, if you really get that into your soul and you trust yourself here, you don't have to make failure anything to be afraid of. And that's not to say that we absolutely delight in failure all the time. And because let's be honest, sometimes it really sucks. And it's one step closer to us having what we want, okay? So it's you've got to ask yourself, are these attitudes about failure, are they even mine? Okay, in creating new associations and and deciding that you don't want to continue living in fear of failure because of the impact, as, as we've discussed, that you're seeing in your life, you're going to propel yourself forward. You're going to see, oh my gosh, this actually isn't helping me if I adopt new attitudes and associations toward failure and I have a plan to implement them, you know, what is possible for me? When you take the fear out of failure, what is possible for you? Think about that right now. If you make failure something that you're actually proud of or that you are not afraid of, look, think about the chances that you're going to be willing to take. Look at the opportunities that you will not block. Okay, that's how important and that's how critical this piece of the puzzle is. Your thoughts and beliefs, particularly about failure, can absolutely set you up for incredible success on this journey if you're smart. Okay, so I've got to ask, you know, what is it that you want to do? You've learned a lot in a very short period of time here. You know, once you've decided on your new association, you have to decide that you are going to implement and create a plan to follow through. So what are you going to do? Are you going to try to figure this out on your own? You know, or do you want help with this? Like, are there people in your life? Are there, are there people that you look up to? Are there other people around you um, that, that can help you with this? You know, do you want coaching and mentorship to help you address this particular issue? Because look, I mean, you can Google all the, you know, all the stuff you want. You can get on YouTube, listen to people talking about this, but you have got to get this so into your bones that you are saying to yourself, hey, I want this change and I want to get there smarter and faster. So I'm going to get some kind of help, okay? And we all start with the DIY thing first, right? But ultimately, if you want to get to this place and you want to change your thoughts and belief, you're going to need help, okay? Because it's not easy. And and part of the teaching this morning is I want to be straight up with you about the obstacles, okay? Because, look, I'm giving you this, this formula, and you can go do it yourself, but you've got to know what the obstacles are so that you can be even smarter, okay? But let me remind you what the upside of doing this is. The upside of changing your attitude and taking the fear out of failure are these. Again, you're going to dramatically reduce your stress level, which we all know is helping your fertility. Next. You, when you take the fear out of failing, you open yourself to opportunities and resources that you might not have otherwise considered and are therefore potentially blocking and third you you really focus on your forward momentum. this is critical, my loves you know and and here's the thing the the first the biggest obstacle you will you will face is yourself okay we are our biggest obstacles we get in our own way, especially if you've had a lot of terrible attitudes about failure because you're going to say to yourself, hey, you know, maybe my attitude about failure worked um, during my education. You know, maybe that was something that drove you or maybe it works for you at work. But if it's not working for you on this journey, you've got to take a look at that. All right. Another obstacle is that if you know, what about your friends and family? You know, if you adopt this new attitude toward failure and your friends and family hear you talking about, yeah, you know, I'm just going to go swing the bat. You know, I'm, I'm really going for it. I am 100% committed. It doesn't matter how many times that it doesn't work out. I'm going to stay focused. If your friends and family are not conditioned to think that way, they're going to think you're crazy, right? Um, you know, another thing that that we do is, you know, we want to be part of our community, right? You want to have your friends and you want to have your family. And so sometimes when our new beliefs are not in alignment with theirs, we just sort of give up because, you know, maybe they're right. You know, how many times have you said that? You know, and sometimes we also lull ourselves into believing that the way that we're doing our journey right now isn't that bad. Sometimes we are so afraid of failing at changing our mindset that we'll just stay where we're at because we don't want to fail at that too when changing what you think and believe is necessarily going to change your actions, which absolutely impact your results. So you can see how the fear of failure is actually a huge aspect of self-sabotage on this journey. And so this is why, you know, like, so for those of you that are, are going to want to try to do this on your own, I, you know, keep these things in mind so that when you're trying this out and when you're working on this, the steps that I'm sharing with you this morning, that you can be aware. All right. You can just be aware of some of these obstacles, you know, especially the one that's going to come up that says, oh, this is too hard on top of everything else. You know, remember that is just an excuse. You have got to get focused and at least give these things a shot. Okay, so there's going to be a ton of other excuses too that may present obstacles, but now you're aware of it, okay, so that you can do something about it. But for those of you who are thinking to yourselves, you're like, wait a second, I I see the impact here. I want to do something about it. You know, it's important for you to understand that without coaching and mentorship from someone who's actually mastered thinking like a success on this journey, who will call you on your excuses, You'll just use any, any small failure that you have along the way and trying to change what you think and believe as proof that you can't possibly do it. So this is why it's so important. You know, whether you try to do this on your own using the steps that I've given you or you want coaching and mentorship to work on this, you know, you just have to be aware of the obstacles. You have the steps but you got to be aware of the obstacles so you can make a great choice for yourself about what's actually going to help you most right now okay so it's it's so important that you really get this in your bones because it you know our fear of failure can be so broad and so overwhelming that it can leave us stuck on this journey and the whole reason why I'm teaching you all of this and all of the reason why I I am so fact about this is you've got to take the fear out of failure because su- success on this journey, it requires that you are willing to swing the bat and miss and keep missing in the name of finally hitting that home run. I can't even begin to tell you how many women I have worked with that had single digit possibilities on this journey. The statistics were in the single digits and they were able to get pregnant. Because they covered their bases, mind and body. In fact, just a few weeks ago, one of my clients who's 48 and a half, okay, got pregnant naturally. And my coaching practice is full of physicians. And I even had one of my ladies who had premature ovarian failure and was going through hot flashes. And she was young, she's 33. She had a less than 10% chance of getting pregnant. And now she she is heading straight into her third trimester. So this is how powerful mindset and adding this component to your journey can be my loves. All right. And so I want to get into the question and the answer section, but what I want you to do is look, if you want to work on this, if this is something that's really important to you, that this is resonating with you as part of my gift to the circle and bloom community, I am giving women op- an opportunity to chat with me about working together. So if you go to www.frommaybetobaby.com Right on my homepage, on the far right, there's going to be a box where you can request a breakthrough session with me, and we can talk about working together. So go to www.fromabytobaby.com, and you'll see a little box there, and it says, request your breakthrough session with Roseanne, and we can definitely chat about that. So go ahead and request your breakthrough session with me, and we can talk about this. The methodology that I teach and the book that's coming out toward the end of this month These are all helping women all over the world make the most incredible things happen on this journey. And it all starts with looking at what you think and believe, particularly about failure. So I want to go to your questions now, my loves. I threw a lot of information out at you and let's work through it. So if you have questions and I'm going to stop the screen share uh, so that you guys can actually see me. Um, so, if you have questions, you can either type them in or if you want to raise your hand, we can, you can do that. And I will absolutely help walk you through because remember, this is a workshop. So, if you have questions about anything that I've taught this morning, you want to really dig in deep, or maybe you have something that you're facing on this journey that you would like to get some coaching on, then let's do it. Um, so, you can raise your hand, there should be a hand raising function there. And I'm going to stop the screen share and let's get this video going so you can see me. Hey loves, how are you? So let's go into your questions and I'm going to see if anyone is raising their hand here. And let's see, you can raise your hand using the little, there should be something on, if you're listening on your phone, there should be a hand raising um, thing, or you can actually type your question in the Q and A and I'm only going to hang out for as long as, uh, we have questions and answers. So, if you, or I'll give you the answers and you guys ask the questions. <laughs> so, all right. So I have a question coming in from Lisa. So Lisa, I am, are you there doll? Let's see. Are you? Hold on. Let me see if we have you muted. Oh, okay. We have you un. Let me unmute you, love. Are you there? Oh, can you hear me? I sure can. What question do you have for me, darling?
1: Um. So you were talking about um. Taking advantage of all the different opportunities, uh, opening yourself up to those, and if you've already gone on, you know, seven different cycles. How do you balance that with um, different types of opportunities, not just uh, like your own eggs? Because, you know, I am 46 and... Spring chicken. What's spring chicken? Spring chicken. (laughs) You're the first person that I've heard that from.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, if you were listening, one of my clients is 48 and a half and she Mm. just got pregnant. So you're a spring chicken.
1: So how how can you change your attitude about issues like endometriosis and things like that, that have been, um, impeding results? Is that something that we can actually have control over? Why not? Why not? not? You, I mean, you have control over
0: your thoughts and beliefs about any of the circumstances that show up on your journey. And that doesn't mean that, you know, so let's be clear taking control of what you think and believe is not denial. We're not pretending that there isn't endometriosis, but what we have to do is we've got to be smarter. So what are the ways that you can address that? And what are the things that you might be telling yourself about that circumstance that might be blocking your success? So why don't you give me an example of something that you want to work through and we'll do it together just to make this real.
1: Okay. Um, So I, I've, I started out with that really, you know, excited, positive, knowing that failure was going to happen and went through six IVF cycles of my own eggs. Great. And we tried um, donor eggs overseas and none of those survived even for implantation. Okay. So now we've moved on to embryo adoption also because, you know, like, like you, we have spent, you know, more than, you know, I've earned in a year, Or more. And so the finances um, are draining pretty quick. So now we're trying the embryo adoption, but I keep running into um, issues with my body. And I found out, um, you know, whether it be, you know, polyps or because of my age, having to pass a whole bunch of extra tests, like cardio Mm -hmm. tests and um, different functionality tests. And I do find it is getting harder and harder to um, remain positive about mm-hmm. the outcomes and just kind of adopting the, oh, well, it's going to be what it's going to be kind of attitude. And I, I'm I'm, struggling with trying to get excited about these opportunities when um, so many different no's have popped up. And before I wasn't open to donor eggs.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So I became open to those. And then I thought, well, I don't know if I want embryo donation, but then we've opened up to that. But okay. um, it, it just seems like even trying to open up to the different opportunities um, result in failure. So there's that fear that I'm going to hit the end of the road and okay. then do.
0: Who decides
1: when you hit the end of the road? Probably at this point, my bank account and our ages of starting to, my, my husband's five years older than me. So okay. starting to get a little bit tired too.
0: Okay. So, but it's not your bank account that's going to decide that your bank account is an inanimate object, right? So you get to decide when you're done, right?
1: True, true, true. Are you done? Um, no, we're still waiting to try to do the embryo donation right now. Well, it's it's been a six month process so far through a bunch mm-hmm. of tests. And, you know, now I have to do some procedures to get you know, some polyps and fibroids removed, but we're getting closer. But um, it's, it's just, it is scary. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh,
0: Uncertainty is frightening at first, but you can train yourself to get excited about it because ultimately you have power here. And if you decide, I mean, let me ask you this, because this is a foundational question. Um, it's obvious to me that you're committed to being a mom because you've done so many amazing things. Congratulations. You have stuck in there when most people would have given up. Thank you. you. I mean, I I have mad respect for you, woman. Um, But the question is, are you even willing to give up? Is that even in you? Like, or are you willing to take this to the wire because you are so committed to being a mom that you're gonna do whatever it takes to make this happen? Because you're always gonna make more money. You're always going to make more money. There is no lack of money in the world. If you decide that you wanted to do, you know, you try this embryo adoption, you decide that, you know, if you discover there are more things about your uterus that maybe um, are creating more of a challenge, then what is another option that you can be looking at? You went overseas to do an embryo donation. What is another opportunity that you can be looking at that can help you with your circumstance?
1: Okay.
0: No, I'm asking you legitimately, what's <laughs> another opportunity?
1: Um Well, we only did try the donor eggs once and and this will be our first embryo donation. So we, we could try multiple of those as well. The the donor eggs is quite expensive. So the embryo donation here, um, it just it took over two years for that waiting list opportunity to come up. Mm-hmm.
0: So, have you considered surrogacy? Uh, because if you're talking about endometriosis and you're talking about other things um, that could potentially be presenting challenges, are you looking at surrogacy?
1: Um, we haven't done that pretty much because of the costs on top of, you know, we would need the donated... We would need donor eggs and the surrogacy. Uh-huh, uh, and that's completely sur- possible. Yeah. So do, um, I guess... It's also scary taking out the loans because like you, I've not quite hit a hundred thousand dollars, but I've gotten close to it because everything is out of pocket.
0: Okay. Yeah. Everything was out of pocket for me, but I mean, the thing is you have to decide how certain and how serious you are about becoming a mom. Are you willing to do what it takes? I mean, I'm not saying that nobody can tell you if surrogacy is going to be the answer. My prayer and my hope for you is that this very next cycle is I get an email from you telling me that you're pregnant. (laughs) <laughs> but, but you, but you have to, to be the woman who is successful on this journey, you have to think like a success. And that means I am going to do whatever it takes in my circumstance within my ethical set of beliefs to, to help me get to that place. Because look, there is no lack of money, even if you took out loans. And I'm not suggesting that, you know, you, you completely mortgage your future, but let's be honest. Um, I could have been really angry about, you know, investing well over a hundred thousand dollars on this journey. And the irony was my son came naturally. Mm-hmm. I don't miss a dime because every one of those things brought me to that place where, you know, I have, my boy is two years old. You know, I have, I was able to take a stand for that. And that's the point is you've got to ask yourself the fear of failure and taking out the loans. Is that preventing you? from having a legitimate opportunity here that you're just not considering. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying any of that. But what you want to do is you want to become aware of of what fear is doing on your journey. Could it be blocking your success?
1: You know the answer to that. That's a good point. I'll have to think about that some more and, and really spend some more time on these steps that you're talking about. I, I yeah. That. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, and you know, woman, you're doing great. I'm, I'm so happy for you. And I'm, I'm really honored that you shared this with us because it's a wonderful way. I mean, somebody could have given up a long time ago, but it's obvious you're committed to being a mom. So I would really encourage you do the homework, do the investigation and ask yourself, Hey, might I be completely denying myself this opportunity because I'm afraid of failing? You know, there's nothing more expensive, my darling, than regret. Regret of not swinging the bat. And, you know, you got to ask yourself, am I willing to be the woman who leaves without her baby?
1: Very, very true.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So so I would really encourage you. So a homework item for you um, is to go back, go over these steps, understand what are the stories you're telling yourself about failure and are they even true? Are they even yours? You know, that's the other thing, you know, you brought up money and that's the thing that women, I hear that all the time and it, I have compassion for it, but I also am saying you got to look beyond that. Okay. If you're going to spend any money on anything, why not spend it or invest it in your dream? If you're driving the same car for another 10 years, but you got a baby in the back, what do you care
1: true
0: (laughs) right I mean it's like oh so what you know if we're gonna make investments make sure that they are in alignment with what you actually value and my darling woman it sounds like you value being a mom don't let money get in the way that's just a bunch of stories you can find a way money has always been for you there for you in the past as you've described why wouldn't it be there for you now good point Yes. So don't (laughs) let that fear get in the way. Okay. My darling, did I ask, I mean, did I answer your question?
1: Yes. Yes, you did. Thank you. All right,
0: my love. Well, I'm going to mute your line for your privacy. What a great question, Lisa. You are awesome. I love that you asked that question. Does anyone else have any questions? Let's go with this and you know, let's make what you're, what you've learned this morning real. You know, raise your hand and let's work through some of that. You could see how even Lisa, you know, incredibly brave, sharing where she was at on her journey was able to start noticing the role that fear of failure might be having and might be sabotaging her success on this journey because nobody knows exactly how Lisa's baby's coming. But we know that Lisa's baby is coming if she stays in the game and if she keeps swinging the bat. And she's already shown an incredible level of tenacity. So why not continue to be in the game, taking a stand for what you want and going for it? So let me check to see if there's any questions coming in the Q&A, my darlings. Ask away. You have an opportunity right here and right now to speak to somebody who beat the odds and teaches women how to do that every day. So I am here for you, and if you want to raise your hand, I will be happy to take any questions you have. If not, we will end today's session, but I want to really encourage you, go back over the steps, get completely clear, and be honest about what your attitude is about failure. You want to ask yourself, what is the impact that attitude is having on my life and on my journey? Am I torturing myself about money? Am I telling myself lies about what's possible for me because I'm afraid of failing? You know, everybody loves to use money as an excuse, but there's more than enough money in the world. Money has always been there for you. You will find it. Okay. Like when you think about entrepreneurs in the world, you know, who have gone bankrupt number of times, they're still standing, right? Like it's the stuff that we tell ourselves about what we can and can't do. It's just, Those beliefs are the things that will create the failure, okay? The next thing you want to do is how is that working out for you? How is holding on to that belief about failure? Is that working for you? And then the next thing you want to do is you want to decide to do something about this. Are you going to do something about it or are you going to continue to let your fear of failure sabotage you on this journey, So, okay, so I got another question here. How long did you work on transforming your view of failure before you were successful? I had been working on it, Lisa, for gosh, it had been like a, it had been a while, I would say like a few months before I really started, some of the stuff really started to click for me. And I'm like, wow, I had no idea that I was using failure to mean that I was unworthy like I was totally ruthless, Lisa. I was terrible with myself. I was telling myself that I wasn't worthy of love, that I was never going to amount to anything. I mean, this is, I mean, I was already a prosecutor. I mean, I was a very successful trial attorney. And I was telling myself that I was, if I was failing on this journey, then that means that I was just across the board, fairly worthless. And what that ended up doing is you know, it, it made me freak out over money. It had me freak out over all of these things that I just started putting these artificial blocks around myself. And when I started to change what I thought about myself and how I approached failure and really began to see failure as actually propelling me forward, and failure is actually a sign that I was moving forward because I wasn't going to make that mistake again, that I started using it to my advantage. And I'm like, wow, you know, I I really started to reevaluate so many things. I stopped being ruled by statistics. I stopped being ruled by my doctor's opinion. Because if I believed um, that the only way I was going to be a mom is through IVF, then I would have given up. My son, Asher, who's two, he wouldn't be downstairs right now. I would have given up on him but I had to really dig deep and within myself and say, no, I am committed to being a mom. I'm not going to let any statistic. I'm going to not let any lack of money um, because the money was always there. I always was able to find it. I invested way more money than I had ever invested in anything for myself, aside from my home uh, in my life. So I had to really break down some of the money blocks that I had to. So um, it didn't take long. And I, I mean, just like I was sharing with some of my clients, like, You know, sometimes it's within a matter of months these women are pregnant. You know, some women don't even make it to halfway through my program and they're pregnant. So, you know, everyone is different, but it's really important for you to become aware of it. Okay, so I have a question that came in from Victoria. One way I've come to dealing with failure is to limit my expectations in order to take the sting out of failure when it comes. So basically anticipating failure, but I'm worried that this lack of hope is actually setting me up for more failure. Yes, Victoria, chances are that's exactly what it's doing. Um, any suggestions about how to deal with this or change this attitude? Well, you know, here's the thing. We always tell ourselves, well, I'm not going to get my hopes up. Then, you know, it won't hurt so bad. And it's like, what are you talking about? Disappointment is disappointment. It, there is no um, way to assuage that. You have to live through it. And so all it's doing is, if you look really closely, Victoria, and this is such a great question, thank you for asking it, um, when you look at that and you're dampening down your expectations, what is the outgrowth of that? What, What things are you not doing because you are afraid of failing or that you're trying to tamp down your expectations? What risks are you not taking? What opportunities are you losing out on? And... Because that's, I mean, it's a domino effect. So, you know, you've got to get down to the root of that belief, Victoria, and really ask yourself, what is the impact that this is having? I want you to take some time, you know, think back on your journey. What are things that you're not doing? Are you not getting that second or third opinion? Are you not um, investing in the things that you want to invest in because you're afraid of failing? Are you putting some random, arbitrary, like, limit on what you're doing. Um, that has no basis in reality. Like some people, like, I mean, it's kind of funny going back to the money thing. Sometimes people are like, Oh my gosh, I've, you know, invested over hundred thousand dollars. And you know, it's like hundred thousand dollars in your lifetime. Isn't going to mean anything. Okay. You probably spent hundred thousand dollars on things that you don't even remember. Right. Like you just, why not invest it in something that's actually going to matter in your life? And that's being a mom. So, you know, to that question, I always ask people, how bad do you want it? Okay. So Victoria, what I would encourage you to do, go back to step number one that I shared and then go through the steps, you know, in succession. What are the things, um, you know, what are you not seeing? What are you blocking? You know, what is this? And, and it's interesting because, and I'm going to let the lawyer and me come out because you had said that. Basically, anticipating failure um, it creates a lack of hope. Well, it, you need more than hope on this journey. If you want to be successful, you need to have more than hope. You have to cultivate certainty. And that all starts with you because nobody outside of you is going to give you certainty. You give you certainty. And that's something that you can actually cultivate. And if you want to learn more about doing that, that's exactly what I teach women all over the world to do. So com uh, request a breakthrough session with me and we can talk about that because my programs have proven to be life-changing for women on the journey. It's why I wrote a book. So you can do this, Victoria. You're not going to let fear stand in your way. Fear is made up. Half the stuff that we are worried about, we just made it up anyway. So thank you for that wonderful question. It takes a lot of guts to, um, to ask a question like that. So you did great, love. So if there are any other questions, I am going to be wrapping this up, my love. So thank you again to Circle and Bloom for making this possible for us today. And each and every one of you, I really want you to remember that this desire that you have in your heart, this, this desire you have to be a mom, it's there in your heart because it was meant for you. Don't let anyone or anything stand in your way of that. Be the woman who is willing to put her back into this and is going to take a stand for creating the success that she wants on her journey. It's there. Do not let the fear of failure stand in your way. So seeing no further questions, my loves, have an amazing rest of your day. Again, my name is Roseanne Austin and go for it, my loves. Take care.